Hot sports news, check. Hot takes, check. Hot dudes, check. This is live from the 8155. In the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store around the corner. The boys say they want some gin and juice, but I really don't wanna be a boss like I had last week. Okay. Alright, episode 21, live from 815 Podcast. Here we go. I am one of your hosts. I'm Colton St. Vincent. I'm here with Jake LaRue, as always, my co-host Jake How the heck are you? I'm doing great. Let's get this episode 21 started. Okay. Uh, we just- I'm just gonna jump right into it. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, how fun! No time to waste. I know your time is valuable. Yes. My time is valuable. So we're just gonna jump into the facts. Some may say I both of our wanna, times are, are valuable. You know, yeah. I mean, all everyone's time is valuable. I wouldn't want to dilly dally around the point. I just want to get right to the sports. And you know, I just I don't want a long intro. There's there's there's, there's, there's two things that I hate in this world. One's dilly dallying. That's for sure. I freaking hate it. The other two, uh, not get into sports right away. You know, yes. that's that's my two things that I don't like. Sure. So I guess let, we can roll into sports now. All right. Um, Packers and Bears game that uh, this weekend. That was about as advertised. Uh, pretty bad football game. Nobody else cares about it except for the people in our area as Bears and Packers fans. Packers ended up winning on it a somewhat uh, fluky game. A lot of I've heard a lot of blaming of the refs. There's a lot of calls in that game that went both ways, but one call in particular that went uh, it was the worst very challenge well the of all Packers. time. The worst. Yes. I can't imagine a worse challenge. Like has there ever been a worse challenge? If somebody can find a challenge that is worse than challenging, so. Without 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 challenging a play, you get the ball on, on the two yard line first and goal. But instead, you challenge it for a touchdown, and you end up losing the ball for your own team. <laughs> and we get it at the twenty. That was that was incredible. I mean, I, at first, I didn't think it was a good challenge because his foot was out by the time he was, um, but before he was in the end zone. So, you know, that's what Bears fans' argument is, is that, well, if his foot was out before he was in the end zone, his foot was out before he fumbled it into the end zone. But to me, it looked like he lost the ball early on and then stepped out. But, the you know, if he doesn't have control of the ball and it just go whatever. Either way, <laughs> uh, just another sparkling challenge by John Fox, head coach extraordinaire. Um, I, I believe Trubisky had the exact game that I said he would, 280 and some and some tutties. Yes, I, I we both knew he was going to have a great game this week, uh, even though he didn't actually play that spectacularly. Yeah, I wouldn't numbers, even say man. I wouldn't even say it's his best game of the year. He just he was um, he was taking some sacks he didn't need to. He was missing some receivers. Like he played well. He didn't lose it, the Bears that game, but more than likely play calling lost the Bears that game. Even the announcers were going in on Fox with the run, oh, run pass. Bless you. Oh, boy. That's because I'm allergic to your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was weird. We have fun. We have fun. But even the announcers were calling out, you know, how the Bears just run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run. You know, nothing creative there at all. So the Packers were able to stuff the run. If the Bears can't run the ball and they don't force turnovers, they are never going to win a game. I mean, so this is why we need Lovey back because people forget that Lovey taught turnovers. Not not every single coach teaches turnovers like Lovey did. <laughs> That's true. I mean, Peter Tillman was no, is nothing without Lovey Smith. Yeah, how's Lovey doing at Illinois right now? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're awful, right? Yeah, pretty sure they haven't won in the Big Ten yet, so they're probably two and nine right now. <laughs> They're 0-7 in the Big Ten, 2-8 overall. Yep. All right. Yeah, so, go Illinois. I'm so excited about Lovey Smith going to coach. And they finished with Ohio State and Northwestern, so, <laughs> so that's not a good a chance. 
I'm saying they're getting a great draft pick next year. Big, yeah, huge, <laughs> huge draft pick coming for Illinois. It's it's gonna really turn the franchise around. Yeah, they're hit the quarterback. They got you know who the quarterback is right now? A little quick Jeff George Illinois Jr. Talk? Yeah, Jeff George Jr., which is just hilarious, and he's awful too. So yeah, well, shout out to the Georges. Yeah. So the Bears and Packers seasons just keep rolling on into mediocrity. The Packers have a little bit of faith that possibly they could squeak out uh, three of, of the next six games, three wins, which is not as terrible, you know, not as unbelievable when you say when you see that we play the Buccaneers, the Browns, and the Ravens, all beatable. And then we also play the Steelers, who the Bears actually beat. I'm so going they, to the Ravens game. Can I tell you that? Going to the Ravens game? Yeah. I won. Oh, did you win those tickets? I saw that. Yeah, I won I won some tickets in Madison. And yeah, huge Packer fan. Go get me go yep. to the so, <laughs> so I'm going to snap the shit out of it and tell everyone that I am not even a, a Packers fan, but people are definitely gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves when people go to things they're not even fans of. They're like, can but, you guys can you guys even like imagine going to a Packers game? It'd be so much fun, right? Well I'm going, I'm not I don't even care about who wins. Oh man. <laughs> Well, we still get to see Rodgers, you fucker. Well, I get to see the elite matchup of Hunley versus Flacco. So, yeah, that, that is quite the that this game is got to be most one of the most irrelevant games of the week. Every you know, it's funny because you know every game the Bears and Packers are involved in seems to be irrelevant. But if the Packers do get to eight wins before when Rodgers is supposedly could come back, which is week fifteen, but week sixteen and seventeen is the target date where we play the Vikings and Lions to finish out the season. If we win, if we beat the Buccaneers, Browns, and Ravens, or happen to beat the Steelers or Panthers, we could have up, we could have eight wins with Rodgers coming back with two to go. <laughs> so ten wins is definitely a playoff run, and then we have Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. I think nine so, wins is a, is a playoff run. The NFC is pretty good. The NFC is much better than the AFC this year. So it's going to be tough because uh, there's teams, you know, Seattle, Carolina's winning games, the Rams, you know, it, who's going to win the division between the Rams and Seattle. And I'd say the other team is going to take a wild card. And then you got uh, the New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta division. So one of them might, you know, I'd say two. Of, there's, you're going to have two teams with at least nine wins. And the Packers lost to Atlanta, so... Fun little fact about the NFC, every division leader missed the playoffs last year. <laughs> that is a fun fact. So that gives me a little hope. A little Yeah. Whatever it is, whatever it is that, that uh Miss G used to say give, in uh, Spanish. Como la the Rams say? in general should give the Bears hope. I mean they were they were as bad as the Bears are last year. They go and get a new coach. A, a, and third, all of a, sudden, a young coach, a thirty one year old freaking coach. That still blows my mind that he's thirty one. Yeah, a 31-year-old offensive mastermind. Um, I have actually – I saw some ideas for the Bears head coach. Gruden. Uh, would you really want that? Oh, my God. I would take Gruden so fast. I love him so much. I think he would be a god-awful coach if he came back. I mean, he's no a career way. like 500 coach. He, I mean, if, if you just need extensive knowledge of the turkey hole. Then oh, that, I love the turkey hole. Big fan. Um, I'm looking at this guy. The offensive coordinator, I saw some people talking, of the New Orleans Saints, Pete Carmichael. Mm. He's 46 years old. He's been working with Drew Brees. He was with the Chargers with Drew Brees as their like quality control coach or whatever. And then he followed Drew Brees to the Saints and became the quarterback's coach. Now he's been their offensive coordinator since 2009. And everyone knows Ryan Pace is trying to build – a new Saints with uh, their Drew Brees, Darren Sproles, and Jimmy Graham draft picks this year. So I think that fits perfectly. Pete Carmichael, well, keep an eye out. Junior, that Junior, is. not not his dad. Senior. I don't know if his dad's alive, but not his. Don't don't hire me either way. If, if his dad's not alive, that'd be an even worse hire. But <laughs> I agree with that. Thank you for but, uh, yeah, me. That's what the Bears need to look for, and then they can make a quick turnaround like the Rams. Even though I think the Rams. Have definitely have more talent than the Bears. I mean, they have a receiving core that's actually pretty impressive now that you look at it. Uh, yeah. With 
Sammy Watkins barely even gets targets. Cooper Cup is, per, you know, perfect. Robert Woods is surprisingly good once he's out of Buffalo. So, I don't know. The Bears still need offensive weapons, but I think they need an offensive coach for the first time. They need some sort of play calling. (laughs) Yeah. When was the last time the Bears had – oh, I guess those didn't go well. It was Tressman and Mike March. Yeah, we had had like five different offensive coordinators slash coaches in like five years. Yeah. Bad bad, uh, (laughs) – poor experiences, but – I think the Bears should go for a, a younger coach to go with their Trubisky uh, faith. So, yeah, let's get like a twenty-five-year-old. I'm I'm twenty-three. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure. Would you have challenged that play? Probably. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, looking back at it now, why why would you? <laughs> I'm so good at at looking back at plays and knowing the right answer. <laughs> True, so true. But uh, I'm also available. I'd coach the Bears. I'd put emotions aside and coach that football team. When you see millions of dollars, I'm sure you won't care about your Packer allegiances. Oh, I would not give a flying rat's ass. No, I would sign so quick. If they, they could offer me, like, you know, the crappiest, like, media job in the world. I'd be like, fuck yeah, go Bears. Yeah, huge Bears <laughs> guy. Love the Bears. <laughs> Uh, debate. No, I, I wouldn't change my fandom like that, but I would I would work for them. I'd sell out. Because as we say on this show, always sell out when yes. possible. Oh, I will sell out 100% of the time. <laughs> yes, we are. We would sell out. We're not sellouts because no one's making the offer, but we would. But we, oh, but, boy, would we. But for all of you out there who want us to sell out, we are your guys. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's all I got for Bears and Packers. I mean, it's not that exciting uh, unless the Packers pull some crazy cr- some crazy stuff that no one truly believes will happen. But you got to keep the faith. Uh, anything else in the NFL you got? Uh, Tyrod Taylor was benched today for Nathan Peterman. I saw that. The Fifth Nathan round Peterman. draft pick. Huh? Correct. Fifth round draft pick, Nathan Peterman. The Nathan Peterman, yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. I feel like the Bills are just screwing Tyrod Taylor. I, I mean, trade him if you're not going to respect. You know, I think he's a talented quarterback, and I think a lot of teams would be happy to have him. I think his nickname Denver is, for is one. Top, top five nickname in, in all, all of NFL, T-Mobile. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I, and I think he's still got it. I mean, what kind of weapons has he had all year? I mean, they got rid of Sammy Watkins, brought in Jordan Matthews, who's been hurt all year long, inconsistent. And they just get Calvin Benjamin, and they're like, oh, well, we're going to go to Peterman now. Thanks for getting our offense, you know, getting us, like, however many wins, five wins they have right now, four yeah. wins. And uh, thanks for doing that with, like, Philly Brown and some other, you know, Charles Clay as your number one receiver. Like, they, so, thanks, Tyron. Here's a we're list of quarterbacks with 10-plus TDs, three or less interceptions this season. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Alex Smith, and T-Mobile, Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, what are they doing? I don't get that at all. They, they, I think they've lost like what two in a row now. So they, they're clearly panicking. But didn't, didn't they just give up like forty-seven points to the Saints? Oh, they just got blown out by the Saints. Yeah. So yes. how's that? And Drew how's... Brees did not throw a touchdown pass. No, that he game. did not. Yeah, That's so... pretty amazing that the uh, New Orleans Saints were able to score forty-seven and not throw a touchdown, and the Bills only scored ten. Buffalo, you are a sinking ship. Oh, yes. Peterman came in that game, actually, and went 7 of 10 for 79 yards and a touchdown. So He'll go like 7, he'll go like seven for 28 next week. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we're maybe we're really downplaying Nathan Peterman. Maybe he's a freaking stud. You yeah, know? What, if, what if this is the next Tom Brady? Did you see that, the, the ESPN thing where they showed um, Tom Brady's first year in, in the league and then showed... Um, Casey Keenum's year this year, and it was like two quarterbacks coming in as backups with these numbers, and they're and they're pretty pretty similar. Numbers. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing comparing uh, Tom Brady to Case Keenum? What a stupid comparison! Thanks, ESPN. That was that was so helpful. Now I know that Case Keenum is in fact playing well. You know, because I didn't know that before. <sighs> All right, so yeah, so we can move on. Uh, you want to talk a little college football? 
yeah, the the week that we built up, it happened. And uh, it was fun to watch for me, especially as a Wisconsin fan. I really wanted one, two, and three to go down. But I had to settle for number one and three. One and three. So I think you guys have a chance if you win out, but if um, because Clemson and uh, Miami are going to play each other. have to play, yes. But if, if, if Miami's undefeated and then they lose to Clemson, there's a chance they will still stay in there. Very true. But uh, also, you know, Oklahoma has to win, their, you know, beat whoever goes to the Big 12 championship, Oklahoma State or whatever. So everyone's still got to win the, the rest of their games. But Wisconsin's up to five in the polls finally, getting a little more respect. Uh, so that's nice. But, yes, last week we can go over it. Uh, Georgia, number one overall Georgia, lost to number 10 Auburn. And Auburn has now moved up. If they would have passed Wisconsin in the polls, I would have been so pissed because I, I saw it happening. You know, Auburn's got, you know, two losses already, but they just beat the number one team. They got a bunch of good wins. I would I would be really excited I, if Auburn jumps. I think I think Auburn's losses are to Clemson and Miami, so that that that's why people are are saying that it's it's not that big of a deal that um that they would have jumped Wisconsin. Yeah, um, actually they lost to LSU and Clemson, LSU so LSU's not a good loss. But it, I think it, so that alone, I think that's ridiculous. But they have to play Alabama anyway, so I guess if they beat Alabama, then it'll be a question. But uh, right now we don't have to worry about it. Uh, Notre Dame They're just done. got absolutely spanked. We can move on. <laughs> I mean, Miami looked good though. I mean, I, I don't know even what ha- I don't know what happened to Notre Dame. They looked so good, and they just absolutely fell apart. But but that Miami, Miami defense is real, man. <clears throat> they are real. I'm I'm declaring that they are not a fake defense. They are a real defense. <laughs> They're all tangible human beings out there. Trying, doing, just absolutely making Brian Kelly look like a bitch. Like, benching his quarterback, bringing in the other guy who immediately throws a pick six. And, like, oh, it was it was just an ugly game. But that really solidifies Miami and takes Notre Dame out of championship contention. And then Oklahoma blew out, kind of blew out TCU in the number five versus number six game, proving that Oklahoma is also a real football team. They are not fake, yes. No, nope, they're real. Baker Mayfield probably took the lead in the Heisman race. He he's he's had the lead since that Oklahoma State game where he threw for like almost six hundred yards. Yeah, but uh people like Saquon Barkley, who had another disappointing game, he's out of the race. Like completely. Um I think the guy from Stanford's uh, Bryce Love had another disappointing game, which might put him out of the race. Baker it's probably Baker, and someone who's actually sneaking into the Heisman race is freshman running back from Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor. He's been absolutely unbelievable this season. I believe he's third in the nation in rushing yards. He's got 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns already. Um, he's just been super consistent. His only problem is he fumbles like once a game. But always remember that he is a freshman, and he's one of the only uh, – running back Heisman candidate, you know, that have been having a year that aren't going to the draft next year. So keep an eye out for Jonathan Taylor. If he if he isn't a candidate this year, he will be in it next year. I would almost guarantee it. All right. Well, I guess, uh, I guess that's it for that, college football, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. All right. Is there anything else that you have in mind to chat about? Uh, well, we could talk a little bit of Bucks basketball. They've are I don't know that they'll lose a game ever again with Eric, with Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, I mean, he comes in, we win three in a row. Uh, what's a, how many losses do we have? Six losses. So that puts us at what seventy six wins at the end of the year. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the number one seed in the East. At least I mean, playoff spot. <laughs> well, actually, no, be because the Celtics might not ever lose ever again either. Yeah, I know. I mean, we might be the two seed because the Celtics have, even though we did beat the Celtics, so but then they just they need beat to us. get to that. They need to get to that six loss mark, and then we have the. Uh, well, no, because the Celtics beat us. They beat us on the uh, at the Mecca. Oh shit! Yeah, we're tied. Oh. Oh man, drama! Can you believe it? <laughs> Can you believe that these two teams are going to meet at seventy six wins apiece, even though they probably play each other again? Unbelievable. The NBA uh, is the craziest league ever. 
Yeah, you know who one of the best teams in the league is? Is the Detroit Pistons right now, oh. who the Bucks play. I don't get that, and it's a little upsetting. But uh, hey, Van Gundy's there, man. Little tiny Van Gundy running around, running the show. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I hate the Pistons. I always have. But uh, truthfully, I think the Bucks have. A, you know, they look great. I've been watching them with Bledsoe, and Bledsoe really brings something. Uh, we haven't had a point guard this good probably in my lifetime. I mean, we've had Brandon Jennings and Brandon Knight, and that was great and all. But I mean, yeah, this give me guy. Knight back. I miss him. I mean, both of those guys, all they did was chuck up, you know, 30 shots a game and make about 12 of them for 24 points. And it's like, oh, great. Bledsoe's efficient. He plays good defense. He's gelling with Giannis. You got to gel, man. Freaking gel. All about gelling. I, I just love I love this Bucks team. It's very exciting. They're clearly in desperate need of a center. but Let's go to um, Okafor. Toss a uh, second-round pick out there. I would love that. I mean, the, yes, absolutely. There's a, there's a few other centers that are available too. So anyone who could fill that role, because uh, I hate to break it to Jason Kidd, Thon Maker is not that guy. Not not yet, at least. <laughs> I don't know if he'll ever be a center, though. I think he's gonna he could be a very valuable stretch four. You know, you don't see the Knicks asking Porzingis to play center very often. He didn't. He's like last two years. He plays some center, but when he's on offense and like he's not down low rebounding, he's outside the, you know, he's everywhere being a unicorn because he's a unicorn, and uh, <laughs> so is Thon Maker. I think they're very similar players, so uh, not not in skill level yet at all. But I think Thon aspire should aspire to be Kristaps. So uh, you know that's what I think we have to hope for, and what we should do is get a center have. Chris or Thon playing the stretch four, and then you move Tony Snell to the bench. I know that's heartbreaking to so many, but you know, then with Giannis, uh, Middleton, and Bledsoe, that's a good lineup. You heard it here first, folks. That is how you fix NBA teams. Yeah, you, I could definitely whip together a few trades in the ESPN trade simulator that yeah. would make the Bucks amazing. That's how that's how GMs do it. So it's, it's yeah. pretty cool. It's amazing how many people on Twitter would be way better GMs than any of the people actually that are GMs, you know? I just see these trades constantly that turn, like, the Suns into immediate contenders. Yeah. I'm like, why aren't the Suns listening? Are, are they not seeing these? I think they just don't look at Twitter. That's, <laughs> that's honestly got to be the, the only thing. It might be banned, you know, because it's, it's unfair. Maybe the ESPN trade uh, app is banned from the NBA. Mm, maybe. That's, you know what? That's probably it. <laughs> so watch out for that conspiracy next week yeah yeah we'll do some investigating and then uh report back to you all next week we'll get our team on it but without further ado i guess we can um kick it over to our interview with uh andy ruther from the dirty sports podcast All right, everyone, we welcome on a very, very special guest, um, comedian and host of the um, Dirty Sports Podcast, Andy Frickin' Ruther. Andy, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm good. Uh, Andy Frickin' Ruther, best intro I've ever gotten. Wow, top, <laughs> top of the list. How about that? Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm only good at intros, so it's pretty much all yeah, down. Yeah, it goes down here. from here. Yeah, so don't, don't expect much else. Now, now, are we, just so I know, am I allowed to swear on this? Not you that sure it, can. I have to. Swear, okay, swear, gotcha. swear away. Follow your That's heart. Fucking you, you, you threw me off with the frickin'. I was like, okay, wait, where are we going with this? <laughs> I'd like to keep you on your on your toes, but you know what? We only have one rule, and that's follow your heart. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, me and me and Jake were, were both raised Catholic for, like, 15 years so freaking is is deep in my brain so i don't know if i yeah. can get that out that's even that's even a little uh, harsh i'm more of a flipping guy Ooh. or a friggin you Ooh. know with so you guys are you know i i was raised catholic my whole life too and i went to catholic schools from kindergarten through college are you guys i don't know if you're familiar with uh you know philip rivers is a big catholic guy he doesn't swear he doesn't swear no he also does not use contraception because he has like 25 kids no that's why yeah that's why that's why we call him philip fudge and rivers philip fudge and rivers i like that a lot. man he that's a great nickname he he just looks like the perfect like dean of a uh, catholic high school just 
But the, but the thing, of, but the thing about Rivers is, is he's kind of a dick. Like, like I, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but when you see him on, uh, when you see him at least on TV, he like I, I shouldn't say he he has like almost a dickish personality because he's always talking trash yeah. and and you know just like the damn guys, y'all got to play better, you know, like <laughs> with like his like southern that, accent. <laughs> yeah, and he's got the southern accent. And you're just like, dude, yeah, you're kind of a douche, but yeah. <laughs> but I but he's a good quarterback, so whatever. He's a, he's yeah, an it old probably comes there. from all those kids. I'd be a douche too. If I had to hang out with 20 kids every day. And that's, everyone always says he's always the first one into the workout, always always there at 4.30 in the morning. That's probably so he doesn't have to deal with any of his fucking kids at all. He's just always at work. So. Doesn't he actually still live in uh, San Diego and then commutes? <laughs> you know, he. I, I don't know. I mean, that's – living out here, that's – I mean, that's, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, you're a Hollywood uh, guy now. I, I don't know if – uh, you know the, the Chargers playing Carson, which is uh, which is it's technically south. Like Car, okay, where I'm at in Venice, I'm actually not crazy far from Carson. But even to get to Carson for me would probably take I don't know. I mean, it's traffic. Who knows? It could take 45 minutes to an hour, and that's nowhere near San Diego. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be pretty absurd if he still lives. In San Diego, but who, who like who knows? I know I know Kobe Kobe Bryant lived. Well, he had so much money. Kobe Bryant lived in Orange County. Kobe Bryant used to take a. This is true. He used to take a helicopter to practice for the uh, Lakers <laughs> facility. That makes that that is no surprise to me at all. If I'm Kobe, I'm doing whatever the hell I want. Very fiscally responsible that one. Kobe is. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you know it's funny when you have that much money. Uh, like, like, like he's at that level. I think if you just bought a helicopter, I, I don't know because I know you can take actually, you can take a helicopter ride. I just now learned this. I could take a helicopter ride to Staples Center from the Santa Monica Airport, which is by me, um, to avoid traffic. It's like a twenty minute helicopter ride for like fifty bucks. That is or one something. of the biggest power moves I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Uh, Joe Prano actually showed that to me. He's like, we should do this one time and go to a Lakers game. You guys should one hundred percent do it because that that like I don't care what your uh, profession is. That looks like you own the city. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, that's I mean it, that, that's crazy. It's uh, I'm actually now I'm looking it up. It's 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 like the total. But you're you know you're with strangers, so it's not it's not the ultimate power move. Yeah. Well, just say that's your entourage. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to roll up in a helicopter and then go to your nosebleed seats, though, because that's, that's kind of. <laughs> that's very true. That's a good point. That's actually that would be that would be that'd be the best part. The irony of the whole situation. <laughs> you guys have like binoculars and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, great. Well, I mean, well, thanks for coming on, um, Jake. Let's jump questions? into a question. Yeah, let's, let's um, dive in. Since we're talking about L.A., I guess I'll ask you, are you a Rams or Chargers guy? Um, and do you think the Rams are legit? Are they an NFC contender this year? So yeah, I'm a Rams people. guy. Uh, I'll tell you what. They, they they got a squad. Here, here's the thing about the Rams. They're so young, obviously, and they got the youngest head coach in the NFL. The thing about the Rams is they're, they're a pretty complete team right now as far as I mean, on all facets. So, you know, the offense is clicking. Defense is looking good. They have, they have playmakers on both sides. And the kicking game, they have a great kicker. Uh, and they got good return guys. Like, they, they have a full squad. What, what I like about them is, outside of Gurley on offense, they don't have, like, quote-unquote stars yet. You know, Goff's still developing. They have they have good weapons with you know Woods and uh, Sammy Watkins, and then even even how they utilize um, who's the who's the other guy they got a receiver that's that speedy Cup. guy Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cup's good, but then the why am I forgetting this? Yeah, Tavon Austin. That's his name. Uh, but but that's what I'm saying. Like they, if you if you look at the numbers, and if you if you ever watch the Rams. They distribute the ball so well, and I think I think that helps because it's it's there's not just one guy who needs the ball, has to get the ball, and the way McVeigh 
I'll tell you what, the way I didn't know, I didn't know anything about him, you know, before he came here. And I, and I'll be honest, when they hired him, I'm like, this is LA. The thing about LA is I've lived here now 10 years. We, LA loves like the quote unquote sexy hire, the big name, the guy who's going to draw people. And I was like, McVeigh, I, I, I personally hated that hire. I was like, they got to go get a big name. They got to bring a Bill Cower out of retirement, get a big name. And I've been oh, completely Bill wrong. Cowher. Bill Cower in, in LA makes no sense. He's like a, he's like a Buffalo Bills guy. <laughs> he, he is, but he's a, but that's my point is he's a sexy big name True. or like a, like a Gruden, you, you know, Gruden, mm-hmm. it, Gruden be more of a fit. But, but my point is that like McVeigh, the way he calls the game is great. They're seven and two, but they're also still so young. So, uh, I can easily see the Rams winning the division. I can also see them making the playoffs and just being one and done. True, you know, you, you just you never know when you're with you, what you're going to get when you have guys. I, I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't know if they'll win the division, but you never know what you're going to get when guys make the playoffs for the first time. I should say. True. Yeah, the division doesn't look too tough with Seattle losing Richard Sherman. Now they, I mean, they don't have any. They don't have anything really left. So they, the Rams got a shot, and uh, I like the young coach. Especially, we're in uh, Bears and Packers country over here, so uh, the Bears are in uh, full Firefox mode right now, and uh, <clears throat> some people are on the Gruden side, Give but I'm, I'm definitely more looking for a young. I mean, I would want the. Ba- I would think the Bears would want a young, offensive-minded head coach, just like the Rams did, and kind of just totally hijack what the Rams did and try to do it here in Chicago. Yeah, you guys are. Uh, a- I, I just don't know what to make of Fox because he's he's had just such a weird you know he did great things in Carolina obviously took him to a Super Bowl then you know he ends up going to a Super Bowl again in Denver but it's like I, I just think he needs the he needs he's the type of guy who needs a he needs a lot of good pieces to work with where some coaches can make the most out of the least and I don't know about him and I don't know I I'll be honest I haven't seen enough of the Bears obviously I've watched them but uh, I mean Trubisky I, I just you know, You're he's not much. he's right because he's totally just playing like a rookie. But it's the numbers are pretty atrocious as far as how few yards uh, and just it's, there's just there's nothing going on there with him, right? Yeah, it's 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 more the play calling because our um, receiving core is probably the worst in the NFL, and then definitely the worst. And we the routes that are run and the plays that are called are so predictable that me and Jake who. I I, never, I played football when I was seven, and then I retired officially in a, a very emotional ceremony. And I I can see these these play calls coming, and I I don't know anything about football, so yeah, the announcers were just calling them out. I'm not sure if you saw the worst challenge in the history of football last week, uh, but that's that's kind of the, what sparks the Firefox uh, movement. But that the worst challenge in the history of football. You see that. No, what was that? So um, John Fox challenged a play that the Bears receiver um, stepped out at the two and then reached for the pylon and hit it. And the the call on the field was that he was out on the two. John Fox challenges it, says it's a it's it's a touchdown. The result of the challenge is that when he reached for the pylon, oh yeah, you guys lost the ball, right? We lost the ball. So instead That's of right. instead of down at the two, it was a turnover, and then we lost by one score. So. That's just a very easy thing to, to blame John Fox for, which I do. I do blame him for. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it was important. But, like, I mean, the thing, with, the thing with the Bears, though, too, is, like, when have the Bears ever had a good offense? I mean, seriously, they're like, ever. Uh, like, well, like, 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 in my lifetime, they, they, dude, you can talk about, like, even the color days, it's, and the color's so overrated. It's, <laughs> yeah, so overrated. Uh, I'm just saying, they've never... Like like when the Bears then they made a resurgence again and they made the Super Bowl and they lost the Colts. It's like it was all defense. That was all They've defense. All... And Devin Hester. Yeah, Hester was the best offensive weapon, and he was he was a returner. Oh, the defense and special teams scored more touchdowns than the offense that year. That's a, that's a fact. So. Yeah. So so my point is like that would be if you guys want them to go offense like that would be. Basically against the entire. I mean, I'm not saying I'm against it, but that that goes against basically the entire history of how the Bears are run as a team. Yeah, which I, I don't think that's a bad move. I'm actually a Packers fan, and I think they should go against their entire history because they haven't been good since 1985, and this is the first quarterback they've drafted since the uh, in the first 15 picks since like I think it was the 60s. So I think if you're any time to turn around, turn your team into an offensive team. 
it's the first time you have a good quarterback in 50 years. That's, you know, kind of like, you know, the Rams were a, a defensive team with probably the worst coach in the history of time, which uh, Jeff Fisher. And then, you know, they have a young quarterback and they decide, let's stop wasting him with this, uh, you know, mediocre coach. Yeah, by, by the way, you guys need a new coach too. Oh the God. Packers. I mean, I mean, I mean, M- McCarthy has been riding Aaron Rodgers' coattails for how many years now? <laughs> like ten. What you have? To my, point, my point is, my point is, you, 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 you take Mike McCarthy and you put him. Go, go, put him on a different team. See how they're doing. Uh, take the fucking Rams for example. Put Mike McCarthy on the Rams. They're not seven and two. Hell no. No, absolutely not even not. close. I he he just he. My, my thing is, I I get Aaron Rodgers is the you know probably the best quarterback in the NFL uh, for the last few years consistently as far as you know what he does for his team probably more than anybody. But you lose your starting quarterback, and then it just it's like they just got they just get so you you can't go completely that bad. I mean, my point is there's been examples in time we've all seen it right. With guys lose their starting quarterback and the team still continues to play, they just just the, the whole team falls off. Exactly. Oh yeah, the Packers really need they need to show something. I mean, McCarthy needs to prove something the rest of the season. I totally agree. I mean, yes, they fell off versus the Lions, but they did beat the Bears and they have a pretty easy schedule uh, remaining. So I guess we'll see where McCarthy goes. But he has. Abs- I mean, everybody on that team has been riding Rogers coattails for ten years, so <laughs> nothing new. But, uh, Colton, you got a question? Yeah, um, moving away from football, I guess, just to your backstory. So you were a high school teacher in the great city of uh, Cincinnati, correct? I actually taught, uh, I'm from Cincinnati, but I taught one year in the great city of Las Vegas. Ooh, Las Vegas. (laughs) Oh, man. Look at that. So what made you leave the um, desirable profession of teaching, which everyone knows they're overpaid and overappreciated, and move to... um, (laughs) the uh, luxurious career of a comedian in L.A.? Um, well, I, I see your sarcasm there. I actually have a joke about that. I, uh, I have a joke, I'll just say, I have a joke about that on stage where I actually, I don't think teachers are underpaid. Hmm. Like, I don't. And I only taught one year, but my joke is, it's, 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 it's completely sarcasm too, but it's also, there's hints of truth in it. When I was a teacher, I had 14 weeks off in the year. I'm like, I'm like, guys, name it down. I had 14 weeks off. You know, 10 for summer break, two for Christmas break, one for, you know, and it all adds up to 14 weeks. I'm like, that's three and a half months. That's a, that's a lot of time. Like, you know how many drugs you can sell to students in three and a half months? <laughs> Why, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, like, like, my point is, like, you, you, you get a lot of time off. But but anyway, that's that's besides the point. Um I, I, I knew I was never going to be a teacher full time. I, I started doing comedy in college and I was already, you know, th- three or four years in and I was studying, uh, my, I was a double in English in secondary ed, but I was already, but I started doing comedy. So I basically was looking at the East or West Coast and, uh, I randomly had a professor who I was real close with at my graduation I was like, oh, you should move to Vegas and, uh, you can because they're they're on like a massive hiring spree. This was 2005. He's like they're hiring new teachers. You're that much closer to LA. You can study. Uh, I was stu- I went to there used to be a second city improv acting school too. So I did two years of that while I was teaching, and uh, yeah, it's kind of the rest is history, so to speak. Beautiful, beautiful. What an inspirational um, right. story. Yeah, I mean it's it's it, my my thing is like. I, I always want, you know, I always was interested in comedy. I wanted to do something with comedy and, uh, you know, you, your life takes you and I've had a lot of interesting different jobs in the entertainment business and it takes you different, uh, areas you never thought you'd be in. But I mean, I can't, I can't complain. I'm a kid from Ohio. I live a block. I live basically on the beach and, uh, you, you know, it, it was, I get to talk to sports twice a week. I get to, you know, have debates about sports. It's it's nothing I would ever complain about. Yeah, that's the dream. The whole thing is you just have to go and do it. I guess. Yeah, no, you do, and that's what I always tell people. And I mean, we all like we laugh like YOLO, but I mean, you only do live once. So I always say, like, if, if you have a desire to try something or do something, 
do it. And if it doesn't work, you can always go back to what you're doing. Like there's no, there's never hurt. There's never hurt or harm in trying. Yeah, exactly. That was that was very inspiring. I mean, I think you're <laughs> probably at, both, look at me getting all serious. I'm yeah, not crying. Right, you're crying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm here for, guys. I'm giving a TED talk now. <laughs> uh, to switch gears just a tiny, tiny bit, uh, I'm going to ask you biggest douche in sports <laughs> right now. And I'm going to give you three names. I got Martellus Bennett, the double trader, Grayson Allen, uh, you know, Mister. Mr. Douche or Kyrie Irving and the rest in the flat earth uh, conspiracy and crowd he has mustered up. Can you put those three in order? Yeah, well, the, well, the Martellus Bennett one's interesting because, uh, you know, he had co conspirators with the Patriots. I mean, there's just so much deeper stuff there. Like, 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 I don't think that we'll ever know behind the scenes. I mean, Grayson Allen, I think, is like such an easy pick. Uh, for douche, but now, but but I'll be honest. You know what Grayson Allen's done for me? He's now he's now such uh, everything that everybody laughs about, like the like the guy wearing the this yeah you know the boat shoes and he, like like every like rich white kid that everybody hates, like every kid from Charlottesville. Yep. But, yeah. but he he's everything everybody hates. But now that's turned to the point where like I enjoy it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah he's like he's the enemy. It's but, like it's know. like when you watch something and there's a great villain and you just have to respect how much you hate him. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm to the point where like I'm watching last night and you know he went he, off. thirty-seven points and he you know, seven threes and he drains that deep three before halftime against Michigan State and I'm and I'm thinking, Man, I'm really starting to like Grayson Allen because yeah. this whole thing is ridiculous. So I would I would put number one I'd put Kyrie at number one because he, 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 here's why. Because Kyrie to me is that douche who thinks he's he thinks he's so intellectual and he's he's so woke as as, as Ooh, kids like to say. That's and, cool. And, and he and he thinks he is, but I'm like, no, you're just you're just a moron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean, if you listen, morons out there. That's the thing. If you listen to those interviews, he's he's a moron and. I, I just, I mean, I have, I have major issues with him leaving. Uh, I mean, you just, I just don't get it. You leave the best player uh, in the game, and I'm just going to laugh come playoffs because there's no way in hell the Celtics. There's just no way. There's no way LeBron's going to allow it to happen. Uh, a loss. So, so I would go. I would go right now. I would go Kyrie, Martellus Bennett, then Grayson Allen Ooh. personally. Grayson Allen third. What an upset. Yeah, I mean, I think in this area, uh, since he's both betrayed the Bears and Packers, Martellus Bennett is forever enemy number one. Um, I think that whole situation was absolutely, just, you know, just so dirty. And, the, of course, the Patriots are in the center of it. But I like the pick of Kyrie because he is so smug in his interviews. And he talks down to professional interviewers with master's degrees. And he's talking down to them like, oh, well, why don't you read a book about how the earth is flat? I don't want to read your stupid book, Kyrie. So. Well, the, the, the thing, the thing about again, yeah, like somebody like Kyrie is they they think they're like they're on this different level and they're so meta, and you're like, no, dude, you're just a basketball player. Like, like, oh, my, my problem, and this is this is for everybody uh, to get deeper in that how everybody reacts in this country. Just own who you are, man. Just own it. Like at the end of the day, I know I'm just some dipshit comic who likes sports. What the hell do I know? You know what I'm saying? Like I know that. I own it. I, I'm wrong all the time. So at the end of the day, like Kyrie, you're, you're one of the best basketball players in the world. Just own that. You're, you're not some smart dude. Yeah, he's not like Socrates <laughs> of the 21st century. <laughs> dude, you went to Duke because you can play basketball. You didn't go to Duke because uh, you're smart. For one year. He's he went there for one year and probably took yeah. all communication classes and, you know. The history of dinosaurs, which you didn't believe. I don't know, guys. None of us went to Duke, so who knows what they learn over there. That's, the, that's just straight facts. <laughs> but, but you know what? That's a whole other issue that Joe and I always talk about on our show that, that annoys us. And I'm so, and like people are so stupid, especially on social media. You hear it all the time. Well, James Winston actually got offered a scholarship also to Stanford. Richard Sherman <laughs> went to Stanford. 
do, do you think those? Do you? It's like okay. Let's take away the sports. Do you think any of those guys are going to any of this? Gronk can't even read a book. You think Gronk would have went to college? It's like <laughs> it, 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 it's like let's just ta- again let's take these guys for the awesome things that they do have, which is ability to play football or basketball. Or just let's be impressed by that. Let's not try to act like they are these Rhodes scholars because they're not. You don't have to be. Uh, we went to high school with a current uh, Green Bay Packers D lineman, and he went to Northwestern for four years. I had him next to me in study hall. This kid was dumb as rocks. I mean, he he uh, he studied real hard because he knew he had to get the grades to go to Northwestern, but there's no way he's going to Northwestern if he isn't 6'7", 280 pounds, which he was, and now he's on the Packers. So, yes, you, <laughs> getting a uh, college degree as a college athlete, isn't exactly that impressive. Yeah, it's it's just, you know, which then brings up the whole deeper issue of this whole facade, this fraud of, uh, you know, college, or what do they call them, student-athletes. Like, I, I can't even student say that athletes. word anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, so to um, to keep the the theme of bouncing all over the place with these questions. I have, I have a question not involving sports at all. So you go for it. I was on your website and I saw, um, you, you might be a hero for your four day game of Thrones binge. Uh, me and Jake are currently in the middle of, 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 uh, catching up right now. I just finished season six. He just finished season five. How was it to completely dive into a world for four days and not realize that you were a real person? You know, you know what? It's funny. I, uh, that was a really interesting experience for me because it it like it went beyond just the binge. So, so somebody put it best. My one buddy, my one buddy put it best because I, I didn't, guys, I didn't do anything in the outside world. I had a show <laughs> one night. I, I started the binge at six a.m. on Wednesday morning. I, I had one show. I canceled all my other shows. I, I kept one show that was closed. I had a show Friday night. And I basically hadn't left my apartment at that point. So at that point, I was going on about two and a half days. I hadn't left my apartment besides like walking out to get food that was sent or like walk across the street to get food, uh, you know, at one of the places that it's by me. But anyway, when I left that night, I literally was like, I felt weird being in my car. Everything was so bizarre because I had been, I had lack of sleep and I was watching Game of Thrones. I was like, I could get pulled over. I would get like a DUI. I didn't know what they would call it. I hadn't drank at all or you know, I was completely sober. My point was, I was so out of it, and uh, that was the weekend of the Conor McGregor Mayweather fight. I didn't watch that. I, I, I completely. <laughs> this is what my buddy said. He goes, "You basically unplugged from the real world by plugging in," and I, and what he meant was, it's like people normally go on a camping trip to get away from the real world. I use technology. To get away from the real world by just binging, and it was uh, it was an experience. It was it, like looking back on it, it was it was kind of it was exhausting. I know that sounds so ridiculous. No, it's it's very uh, heroic what you did. People should be applauding but I, but, you. <laughs> thanks. I, you know, I had a weird strict schedule. I, I, I could get max like six or seven hours sleep, um, <laughs> and uh, but it was it was fun. It was it was fun to see. You know, I'm seeing I'm seeing people people age seven eight years in real life within four days. So it was an experience. I love the show, but holy shit, that was something I probably will not do again. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, I mean, I could I couldn't imagine. I, I've been Colton just been watched the entire sixth season in like two days. Yeah, and, in, in like eighteen hours. So I, I I know a very small fraction of what you went through, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'll tell you what, though, it's such a good show, and I know that's so cliche to say, because everybody likes it, but from, <laughs> from just everything, from the plot to the, and, and I always say this, the one of the most underappreciated parts of that show is comedy. There's yeah. so much comedy, so many great one-liners, so, such good comedic timing in that show, that I, I feel like people don't appreciate that enough. Yeah. Yeah, most of it comes from Tyrion, but there's also just like a random little comment here and there from, from like a Jon Snow or like a. I was Sam. just I was just crying at something last night, like dying laughing. It was the Call L's talking about the best things in life, 
And then they, uh, when uh, Daenerys, because we're okay to talk about spoilers up until where I am on our show, because we assume all of our listeners are caught up. If they're not, they can, you know, fuck off. But uh, they were talking about the best, you know, he said the best thing in life is to see a, a naked, a beautiful woman naked. And then his, his uh, guards just keep listing things like riding a, or breaking a new horse and uh, it was just some of the best comedic timing, and I couldn't even understand what they were saying. I was literally reading subtitles, and it had me dying laughing because of their facial expressions. But uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. They have they have it all. Comedy, uh, they make you want to you know rip your heart out. Every every season finale rips your heart out, and uh, it, it, yeah, it's a great show. I, I felt you know so I ended that binge with. Uh... The last episode of what is this? What are we through? Seven seasons or eight? Yeah. yeah so, so the last episode of season seven. And it was funny. So I end the binge, and then like two hours later, I was like, "Man, I'm not gonna." You know, I just watched the whole show in in, in a few days. Now I have to wait like a year and a half, and I just I felt empty inside, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's a full on addict for it. You're just like itching around. You, you want like something from Westeros. Just please someone. I couldn't yeah. imagine the people who actually watched the show as it came out had to every single season just had to, you know, wait a year until they got to find out, you know, they, they watched the red wedding and then they have to wait however long until it comes back. Unbelievable! I couldn't. Yeah, I don't know how and, 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 and their fans, holy shit, are they insane? Insane! Like, uh, so, so when I announced that I was doing the binge, Game of Thrones, the act, their actual Twitter feed, uh, retweeted me oh, and nice. also replied to me, and they have like I don't know, I five million Twitter. I mean, they're huge. Yeah. All over the world. And so I was gaining like, you know, in the first day I gained like, I don't know, 2,000 new followers just from that. And they were all cheering me on. And it was this weird, you know, and you have people from all over the world. And it was just this weird thing that was happening. And I was like, I got all these people behind me. I have to finish. Yeah, it's it's like a weird sense of community because everybody goes through the exact like thought process when a character dies or like someone says something or someone gets married off to somebody, everyone, like, usually, typically feels the exact same thing. Yeah, it's, it's a great show, it really is. I, I mean, I can't, I, and I can't, to me, HBO, just, no, no, no network puts out the, the, the quality content that they do as far as um, material on, on their shows. Yeah, HBO brings yeah. the heat, that's for sure. All right, Jake, do you have anything else? Uh, no, I, I'm out of questions. Do you yeah, have any questions? Here. That's... That's about all I have. So, final question is, um, Andy, are we all best friends now? Um, no. All right. Uh, I need I need dick pics first. Dick pics. All right. Well, you know what? Give me about fifteen minutes, and I will, uh, and then we'll become best friends. It's funny. I can't. It's, I I feel like now with all the just nonstop sexual misconduct and harassment and rape and all the awful things that have been happening in Hollywood since being beating a time and now people are suddenly like, oh my god, this happens now. I feel like when I when I ask something like that, but that would be the thing in like ten years if I blew up, they'd be like, oh my god, and then he asked guys for dick pics. He was sexually harassing them. Uh, let's start a hashtag on Twitter and we're going to get him fired from his job. Andy Ruther. <laughs> we were trying yeah. to uh, trap you. We had a few trap questions that we were going to hold against you, and then uh, in seven years when you're huge, we're going to use it against you. We, yeah. we tell all of our guests, we, we're just going to, in seven years, we're going to out them all. Once you, get well, 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 you, you know what the key is to just own it. That's what I always say. Like, like That's what I try to do. And like I just own all the dumb, ridiculous shit I did, because then if you own it, you can't like people when you own stuff. People can't come at you. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, so if sure. I write like if I write a racial joke on Twitter and someone comes at me and I respond, "Yes, I'm a racist," you've just taken away all their power by being like, <laughs> "Like wait, oh, wait, shit, he wait, responded with that." So now what? Yeah, it's like it's it, and that's I don't know. That's that's always that's always my thing for life. Is like, dude, just own your fuck ups. It's, yeah. We all we all fuck up all the time. I mean, especially being a comedian, you can't be too. You can't make yourself be that careful with your word. You know, I mean, you gotta let it fly, otherwise you're. Well, that's that's you're right. That's 
that's actually Jake. That's the problem now is that comedy people don't people don't realize that comedy is a you're always trying to find. You're, you're, you're looking at areas that most people don't want to talk about, and you're trying to find the humor in it a lot of times, and you strike out a lot of times. It's it's trial and error. My, my point is, you, you're somebody put it best to me. They go, they go. Com- comedy's the only art, as far as the arts are concerned, where you're going to see somebody a lot of times, and it's not a finished product. If if, if you go to see a band. They're not. They're playing songs they've already completed. Whether it's a, a no-name band or a big band, when you want to see comedy, they might be trying jokes they've never. It could be the biggest name. It could be Dave Chappelle. He, if he's going to do an hour, he might be trying a lot of minutes of shit he's never tried before that even as him might not work. So when people come at like a comic, it's like, dude, it's not a finished product. You need to chill out. Exactly. Yeah, and comedy is so subjective, and it's, it, it changes so often. I mean. Like Carl Sencia, I used to think Carl Sencia was hilarious, and now I watch him and I'm embarrassed that I ever thought that. And then, so. and then you turn nine, and now you're like, oh shit, this guy sucks. I was, Dane Cook and Carl Sencia were my shit back in the day. So I mean, I, I clearly know nothing about comedy. No, but th- but that doesn't. But no, I, but you make a good point. I used to, I, and I'm not going to knock him. I used to love Dane Cook back in the day too. But you're right. You, you mature as a person. Obviously, I mature as a comic. And or or like 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 I used to love Sarah Silverman, and now she's just one of those women who just go look at her Twitter feed. It's nonstop anti-Trump political. I'm like, dude, you're saying nothing funny. Yep, nothing funny. <laughs> so, I, like, you, you're not you're not uh, a lot. Of, and I'll just put comics on blast in general. Comics aren't comics anymore. It's yeah. it's just it's political commentary, and it's like. It's like they just – they don't see – and a lot of them don't care, which is fine. But it's like you don't see the – what you're doing. There's no comedic value. Yeah. It seems like people just, just build up their career to get the platform to get their, their political message out there now. And there aren't too many big comics that, that do it for laughs. Yeah. And, and, I, and I always – I mean living out here, I mean, dude, every night I, I – been really frustrating the last year basically since donald trump became president oh, I bet. because i i can't i got into comedy because i love comedy i love stand-up i love watching it but the amount of people who just go on stage and are not actually telling jokes i just i don't i don't if i'm waiting to go up i won't sit there and watch them where a lot of times in the past i would because we can all learn from each other but i'm just like i don't I, ain't nobody got time for that shit exactly yeah i mean in la it's, it's probably just you know uh, a lot easier. You can just rag on Trump, and everyone's gonna love it. But uh, out here in the Midwest, if you tried that comedy, you'd probably get uh, some awkward stares from the crowd. So, that, well, that's, that's, a, we that's the thing. I, I won't. I that was never a big political comic, and I, I, I you know, it's to me. I would never touch political jokes because it's it's the de- to me it's the definition of the word hack. Yep. Like if you like if if you're doing, mm-hmm. I, I even had a few after Trump won, but then I realized like I can't even I don't even want to fucking do these because it's lazy. It's 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 lazy, and also people like outside of L.A. they'll get it, but like people in L.A. they just hear they're not hear they don't hear the actual joke. They hear trigger words, and they're assuming. Like your team Trump, if you're saying this or that, like I used, like I had a joke basically where I said Trump won, but y- you know, everybody said they were going to leave LA. You guys saw that, right? Everyone in Hollywood remember? Yep. It was like if Trump wins, I'm moving to Canada. So my joke was like, you guys were all mad, and I thought inauguration day was gonna be the best day of my life. I was like, I got in my car, I was expecting to. Have zero. I was just going to do donuts on the no 405. Last man in the world kind of stuff. Yeah, no traffic. And my joke was that I was, I was like, I'll be smoking my legal California weed doing donuts. There's no one on the freeway, but that didn't happen. But I would say that joke, and I, people would look at me as if I voted for Trump. Like, I never even said that. You're just assuming because I'm saying people didn't leave. Anyway, it's just people are idiots. Yeah. Yeah, Both sides are so, are so sensitive right now to anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I agree. And that, that's a funny joke. I, I, I would have laughed. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, thanks. That's that's why that's why I always say this. I'm uh, people ask me my political. I said I'm Team South Park. I literally voted for those guys for president. So <laughs> yeah, we saw uh, your uh, skin cut forty two jersey, and that <laughs> that made us laugh. <laughs> yeah, man. Like literally, that's how I align. Uh, I basically take all their viewpoints, and uh, those guys are brilliant. 
Yeah, they are brilliant. But well, Andy, thanks for coming on. This was this was a blast. We really appreciate it. Cool. Thanks for having me, fellas. And nope. uh, yeah, let me know. Uh, let me know when you want those dick pics. I can. I can. I can reciprocate those dick pics too. Man, oh, I, oh, baby, I can't we'll wait. Be Dream, dreams we'll, be, come true. we'll be in touch. <laughs> All right, Andy. All right, guys. Have a good yeah, one. Yeah. Take care. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Bam! Just like that. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. All right, big thank you to Andy Ruth for coming on. That was one hell of an interview. Um, all we have left is a little Thrones talk. Me and Jake talked last night right after he finished uh, season five, and I finished season six. So we'll we'll kick, we'll, we'll uh, kick it over to that, so you can hear a nice little fresh fresh take on it. And then the episode is over. So get ready, it's over. So thank you again to Andy. Follow him. At Andy Ruther on Twitter, follow um, at Dirty Sports on Twitter. It's a great show. It's, it's hilarious stuff. So twice a week, Andy Ruther. Uh, Dirty Sports podcast. We appreciate you coming on. But now on to the fresh off of season five and six um, Thrones talk. If you haven't seen Thrones or haven't gotten to the point that me and Jake are at, turn, uh, turn off the podcast now. Follow us at BackupQB underscore blog on Facebook and Twitter. And I'm at Colton Evans and Jake's at, at JakeLaRue1. So here we go. Thank you very much. It was absolutely fucking insane. Um, Jon Snow just died. Okay. And I uh, left enough time. I'm a little late because I left enough time to watch the end of season five. But I had to watch the start of season six because I was just so taken back. And, uh, oh, season man. fucking... Holy shit, season six. <laughs> Dude, I don't think the uh, end of season five is quite Red wedding Ask because I kind of saw it coming because as soon as that that little bitch boy was giving him so many looks, that little uh, giving Jon Snow all those looks, you know what I mean? What's his name? Ollie? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know his name. Sure it's I Ollie. just knew he was gonna pull some shit, and as soon as he went to talk to him, I was like, oh god, he's about to die, isn't he? Oh my god. Well, I mean, it didn't live up to your uh, red wedding expectations but i know well, I mean, for it, a it, fact it, season six will live up to your <laughs> the ending holy fuck the last How two are you so fast this is insane <laughs> I, I i watched season six in two days <laughs> and i went five and five seriously i might want to like do that because oh i my god i sucked it but i really did want i was i was pretty heartbroken after john snow died and i really did want to just not watch it like <laughs> i just wanted to turn it off but then I, the, the description for the first episode said, like, John's fate, John Snow's fate or something. Even though it didn't explain anything, you know, he could still be brought back to life. I don't know. Don't tell me. I'm hoping the Red Woman could do it or something because I am, I am just, I am dying here because I love Jon Snow and this is, this is just a heartbreak. Episode 9 of season 6 was an hour long and 45 minutes of that hour, my butthole was so clenched. <laughs> it was... So tight, not not a single thing could go in and out of that butthole. It was so <laughs> small. Oh, oh I'm so pumped. I mean, man, <laughs> they're. I mean, clearly everything's set up to be amazing. I oh mean, my god, so much cool shit happens in six. There, there's a moment. Felicity's getting sent back right now. She's getting sent back to. Um, she's got with the call, you know. Oh yeah, Cal with, yeah, with the uh, yeah, she's got to go to the house of the Khaleesi's yep. or something. Yep. I don't, I don't know, but um, <laughs> I don't I, know. The whole I can't, world. I can't say much right now because six is it fucking it, it blows my mind every time how how one season is better than the next season. <laughs> I love shows where they get better and better. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah, season six it it's got episode nine is the most intense battle with. So much heartbreak. There's like three heartbreaking scenes in season six. There's also no. there's also a scene that made me the happiest I've been all season. Um, all series. All series, not all season. All all series. Good call. Like, oh yeah. Like and when it happened. So I'm I'm watching them in that theater in my apartment. Oh yeah, that's a beautiful it's place to watch. It's fucking intense. It's surround sound and it's like this 90 inch projection <sighs> screen and I'm the only one in there and it's dark and it's amazing. And I'm so, that's so amazing. When that, when that's because the scene I watched five yesterday, five today episodes, not like minutes, mm-hmm. five episodes. Oh my god, you watched five yesterday and today, so you're like fresh on season six. Yeah, right now. yeah, like it was literally two hours ago was when I stopped, and then I, I stopped because because 
that's also the floor's like homework room. And these yes. guys, and these girls came in and were like, "Hey, is, we usually do our uh, homework in here every day." And I was like, "Well, I'm watching Game of Thrones, so you guys can come back in about two and a half hours. I'm not going to leave until I finish these two episodes." <laughs> and then they they came in right after the really happy part happened, where I yeah. fa- I got up and I was like, "Let's fucking go!" And I was screaming <laughs> and I was going nuts. And then they were like, "Hey, can we come in here?" I was like, "Give me an hour!" And I was just so <laughs> amped up. And I yelled, at, I yelled at these two girls, so... Yeah, stupid bitches wanted to study. Why would you study in in a room with a giant projector and, like, recliners? What a well, stupid room to choose. They're currently in it right now, and in the projection... Like, like you've seen it, right? The projector... Yeah, I'm literally feeling the wall. It's the other side of my wall in my room is where this... <laughs> and they're I in there right now, and they're blasting music. About it. They're in there right now <laughs> blasting music, and I can hear every... They were just playing Boyfriend and Skater Boy... And I want to punch them in the face, even though those are both solid songs. But I those are good songs. But I mean, so they're having a little Avril Lavigne sash. That's cool. <laughs> but so the yeah, the end of season six, I I could easily watch all of season seven in a day if I had if I had tomorrow off, but I don't. Yeah, it's only seven episodes too. Yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, yeah I'm pumped. I want to watch. I'm gonna probably binge season six. That'll probably be done this week. Ah, what a. <laughs> What a show. Like, it's amazing how TV shows have become the best form of media, in my opinion. It's, it's like, un- they blow movies out of the water. I'm never as emotionally invested, no matter how good the movie is, as I am to these characters, well, as I was to the Breaking this, Bad character. That's because those build up for years. Those build up I for know, seasons. I know. Well, it can also be built up for weeks, but it's just so much content. It's so good. Oh, my God. You know? All right. Well, I guess that that's this episode of Five One Five. Yes, episode twenty-one. What a good one! Twenty-one. That was a good episode. I know exactly what happened too. That's all real. Um, yep. <laughs> follow us at backupqb underscore blog. Go to backupquarterback dot org. Subscribe to our blogs. Go to our Facebook. Um, go. Uh, yeah. So we'll catch you. Catch you around. Yeah. Rate. Comment, subscribe. Yes, do all those. That'd be awesome. Yep, share all of our stuff, make us famous. Um, so, bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>